Thank you for tuning in to Naptime Lessonettes. I hope you find this podcast encouraging in your own personal walk with Christ. And please join me in praying that we see many souls saved as a result of this ministry. And remember, every day is a blessing. Hello, friends. Welcome back to Naptime Lessonettes. I'm your host, Juliana. I truly hope you all are having a great day and are staying productive and positive and just pushing on through. I got to be honest, though, I was struggling a little bit today, and I really wasn't sure where today's devotion was even going to take me, but it's something that I definitely needed and has brought me a lot of peace, and maybe there's someone listening who just needs to hear this as well. Um, But before we get into the word, I'll just say a quick prayer. Um, Dear Lord Jesus, I just want to thank you for another beautiful day, and I pray that you bless this time together, and I just pray that I don't say anything contrary to your word, Lord, in that um, you lead this devotion through the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Okay, so the title of today's devotion is, We Are All Tempted. And it actually comes from um, Hebrew chapter 2. There's a lot of context I kind of got to read, but I promise I'm a quick reader and um, we'll get to the point quickly. (laughs) I just said quickly a whole bunch, but that's okay. I'm starting to read Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 5. It says, For unto the angels hath he not put in subjection the world to come, whereof we speak. But one in a certain place testified, saying, What is man, that thou art mindful of him? Or the son of man, that thou visitest him? Thou madest him a little lower than the angels, thou crownedst him with glory and honor, and didst set him over the works of thy hands." Thou hast put all things in subjection under his feet. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. So in verse 6, it starts out quoting Psalms 8. If you want to read that on your own time. So what is man? Um, What are we in comparison to the almighty God? And he made man to rule over all of his creation, not the angels. We are lower than the angels. But not only that, but but Jesus became man. He became lower than the angels. Um, but that was God's design for us to have dominion over the works of his hands. Um, and then at the end of verse 8, it says, But now we see not yet all things put under him. So because of sin entering the world, we cannot fulfill that promise. And in the next verse, we see where Jesus can fulfill that promise, though. Um, it starts out, but we see Jesus, who was made a little lower than the angels, for the suffering of death, crowned with glory and honor, that he, by the grace of God, should taste death for every man. So the Bible tells us in the book of John, and it's actually Jesus speaking, he says, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. So as a saved person, you never have to die. Jesus suffered death for you. So we just get to go to sleep in this body and and wake up in glory. And that's pretty awesome. Um, In verse 10, I'll keep reading. It says, For it became him for whom are all things and by whom are all things, and bringing many sons unto glory to make the captain of their salvation perfect through sufferings. And I just love that, captain of their salvation. So that means that... Jesus saw it through. He carried it out. He's the one who made it possible. He's the captain of their salvation. So um, I'll just keep reading um, verses 11 through 15. It says, For both he that sanctifieth and they who are sanctified are all of one. 
for which cause he is not ashamed to call them brethren, saying, I will declare thy name unto my brethren, and in the midst of the church will I sing praise unto thee. And again I will put my trust in him, and again behold I and the children which God hath given me. For as much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through fear of death were all their lifetime subject, subject to bondage. So, in short, Jesus won. The devil had the power of death, but Jesus delivers them who live in bondage because of their fear of death. Um, verse 16 says, For verily he took not on him the nature of angels, but he took on him the seed of Abraham, wherein uh, where, wherefore in all things it behoved him, meaning it was necessary, it behoved him to be made like unto his brethren, that he might be a merciful and faithful high priest in things pertaining to God, to make reconciliation for the sins of the people. And then um, this is, or that was all just kind of background or context for our key verse today. And this is where really the devotion comes into play. Um, so verse 18, it says, For in that he himself has suffered being tempted, he is able to succor them that are tempted. So I wasn't sure if I was reading it right, but the definition of um, succor is assistance and support in times of hardship and distress or to give assistance or aid to. So I don't believe God's words are ever coincidence or accident. So just by definition, that tells me that temptation comes when things are really difficult as it is. So when you're at your lowest, the devil sneaks in and puts just a tiny thought in your mind. And before you know it, that thought, he keeps saying it over and over and it becomes the loudest thought in your mind until you got to answer that thing with either a yes or a no. And without Jesus... It is impossible to say no. And before you were saved, that temptation was bondage to you. You were bound up in it. It reminds me of in school how they would teach you as a little kid to just say no, right? Do you know why they tell you that? Because you can't. You won't come up with no all on your own. It's not in our nature. And it's not peer pressure that you're saying no to. It. It's sin. And to our flesh... Sin looks good. Sin looks relaxing. Sin looks fun. It looks accepting, right? Um, in James 1.14, it says, But every man is tempted when he is drawn away of his own lust and enticed. So sin draws you away. It's enticing to everyone. Um, at the end of Hebrews 2.14, what we just read, it says, uh, That through death he might destroy him that had the power of death that is the devil. So, do you know why the devil had the power of death? Because he knows how to get us to sin through temptation. In 1 Peter 5, 8, it says, Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. He knows the wages of sin is death. He is looking to devour you, destroy you. He doesn't care that sin makes you feel good, right? But... If he can get you to give in and feel good for a little while, then he knows that he can either lead you to death 
if you never get saved or ruin your testimony and keep others in the dark and lead others to death through you. Because when you are giving into temptations in your flesh, you aren't shining the light of Jesus. You're covering it up. So that was today's devotion, and I'll just leave you with these thoughts. Um, maybe you have just been going through a tough season of life, and now you are being tempted because the devil knows your flesh is weak right now. But the same Jesus who took on death for you so you never have to die can give you the strength you need to overcome temptation. Hi guys, my ultimate hope is through this podcast, if you haven't already, that you come to the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. If you aren't sure what that means, allow me to ask you a simple question. Do you know for sure if you died today that you would go to heaven? If that answer is anything other than yes, then I can tell you how to know for sure. First, we have to recognize that heaven is a perfect place. And since we are not perfect, we can't go or it would no longer be perfect. The reason we are not perfect is because we are born into sin. The Bible tells us all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. And if we die in our sin, the wages of sin is death. That death means not just your physical death, but eternity and death and hell. But God sent his son to be born of a virgin and live a sinless life and to die on a cross to be the payment for our sin. That son is Jesus. He died on the cross and was buried and three days later rose again. And if you believe that and ask Jesus to come into your heart and be your personal savior, then when you die, you will be with him in heaven because your sin is covered by his blood. So if you believe that, then there's only one more step to know for sure that you would go to heaven. In Romans, the Bible tells us that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if you are ready, you can bow your head and I can lead you through a prayer to ask Jesus to be your Savior right where you're at. Just repeat after me. Dear Lord Jesus, I know I am a sinner. Please forgive me of my sin. I believe you died on the cross for me and was buried and rose again. Please come into my heart and save my soul and take me to heaven when I die. Thank you, Lord, for saving me and help me to live for you. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer today, then you are now a child of God. Nothing you do or say or anything else can ever take that away from you. If you can, please leave a comment on our Facebook page if you got saved, so that I and others can be praying for you in your continued walk with Christ. And remember, every day is a blessing.